What's going on, Misfits? It's been a while, but we are back, and I'm so excited because today's guest is someone I've been trying to get on the show for a while. Elsa Waith is a comedian and a for real activist. She does amazing work in the community. She's all about making change and, you know, F the police for good reason. We're also talking about toxic family members and how to deal with them. This is a very heavy loaded episode, but it's really, really good. Enjoy. You're listening to Social Misfit. And welcome to another episode of Social Mystic with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard. Today, we're joined by someone who I've been trying to get on this podcast for months. She's a comedian and activist. I should say activist first and foremost, and comedian as well. Ladies it's like and simultaneous. Please welcome Elsa Waith. Did I Hello. say your last name right? Yeah, you got it. Perfect. Okay, good. Waith like Faith, but with a W. Um, Elsa is a super dope comedian and badass activist, and I crossed paths with you a late two, two, three years ago. Yeah, at a show, and you kind of just came to. You had just moved to New York. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Your dreads were much shorter. That's how I remember. No, I didn't have them. You didn't have them. You no, ha- you these are only had- these are only two years old. Oh wow, they grew fast. Yeah, my hair grows crazy, right? This, yeah, this is the happiest my hair has been. So it's just it's just blossomed. Good. Yeah, but most people don't even remember that time before. I remember because you used to always wear a headband. You had mm-hmm. a headband on. And I thought it was dreads, but I guess it was just short hair. Wow, look at that. Um, So the reason why I want Elsa on is because her social media posts are hot fire lava all the time. There's something. I, she, I say stuff. She was banned on Facebook for a month. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, And before we get started, uh, let's do what we got to do. Elsa, please read us your social media post. Okay. Uh, hey peeps, about a week and a half ago, my father showed up to an event that I was supposed to be at, but had to cancel last minute and I wasn't there. I have a few suspicions on how he found out, but let me be perfectly clear. If you are feeding my father any info about my whereabouts, you are putting me in danger. That last part was in caps. Uh, put, you are putting me in danger, all caps with an exclamation point. Um, how serious is this? Uh, it's, it's pretty serious. I mean, okay. So like, first off, danger is not just physical, mm-hmm. but it, it, in my case, it does include that, but I'm not just speaking about physical danger. Uh, my, fa- about- my father's a danger to my mental state. Yes. So where do you, where are you from? Um, so like, okay, it's complicated. I'm a Navy brat, mm-hmm. right? So like, technically I'm from Virginia. I was born in Virginia. I moved around a little bit. Thankfully, not as much as a lot of other people I know in the mm-hmm. military, but we moved around a little bit, North Carolina. Um, I was here a lot of summers and Christmases, what I like to call deadbeat dad holidays. Oh, so you, you got shipped so, to your dad. Right. So, oh, so your dad lives in New York. Right. Got it. So, like, I never went to school in New York, mm-hmm. but I went to summer camp. Yeah. You know? Was so. it a real summer camp or was it just you sitting in some auntie's living room because your dad didn't want to pay for you to go to summer camp? So, sometimes it would just be auntie house. Yeah. Um, it is sometimes it would be like an actual summer camp, yeah. you know, one of the schools or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I'm surrogately from New York, got you it. know, like part-time, like I got pictures of me two years old on Eastern Parkway. I learned how to swim in the Kosciuszko pool. Oh yeah. yeah. So you were here. So I was, I was here. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, my dad lives actually, he don't live too far from where I live now. Oh he don't super know that mm-hmm. but um uh, i just ain't been speaking to him mm-hmm. for like the last year i ain't sp- spoke to neither of my parents for the last year um just because I-, I need um my own mental health space right Got now it. and it doesn't include them mm-hmm. uh, so what made you reach that point because a lot of times people who have I'm, I'm not saying that your parents are toxic but a toxic relationship no they are unhe- okay no, <laughs> <laughs> no they are we'll get into what makes them toxic but most people who have toxic relationships with their parents still have this guilt about wanting to still be connected to them Uh because those are the only parents you have yeah no i have guilt Mm -hmm. like i do feel guilty for it but it's like i have to like weigh cost benefit yeah you know and i never said like 
I've never said I'm never, ever, ever speaking to my parents, right? But, like, I need a break. Yeah. And then that one, like, that one week break turned into, like, a month, turned into, like, a couple of months. And I was just like, you know what? And, like, I'm in therapy, like, in, in and around some of these issues right yeah. now. And it's just, like, I don't, there's not a benefit to it right now. And I see it causing more stress. And I deserve better people in my life. Yeah. You know? If uh, if Joe Schmo off the street treated me the way my parents treat me sometimes, you punch you know, him in the face. Right? You you just you you would you would stop talking to that yeah. person at the very least. Yeah. You know, at the very least. So how is it that both your parents are on the same wavelength when they weren't together? Oh, when see, it, it's like I don't understand. I don't know where they thought like a relationship between them would work. Right? Like I'm glad they made it happen for me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here, but like I don't know. On paper, it just don't sound like. It, they're too much of the same people. Got so, it. like, I'm mad at them for separate reasons, but it's almost the same reason. Got it. Okay. And they're not, I don't know if they're speaking to each other. I don't care. I don't think they are. But they're the same people just on different ends of the spe- spectrum. But I just, I stopped talking to my mom. And I was just like, yeah, you got to go too, dad. So it just. Oh, you I just, just lumped them in it with. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I, had, I had a big blog with my mother last June. Mm-hmm. And he had to go too, but the thing is, she—I haven't heard from my mom mm. since June. My dad will keep—he keep calling, mm-hmm. and he'll find ways to text me and Facebook me or whatever. And I know we've got like mutuals on Facebook. Yeah. So, what do you think the conversation is about? What do you? Why? Why do you think he's reaching out to you? Because he wants to apologize, but he doesn't know what he's sorry for. He just wants me to talk to him again. Okay. That's... Because I was wondering, like, has maybe him seeing you in the media or in comedy makes him feel like, oh, let me get back in touch. That's my child. Yeah, no, I'm sure it does. But, I mean, that doesn't also mean that he's still any better for me, you know? No, no, I, I definitely understand So, that. like, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure about what he's... I'm on I'm on the cover of this thing and you yeah. know being arrested and I'm on the cover of that thing being arrested. Okay, so me, know, like, okay, so Elsa. <laughs> if I know you he sees that. Elsa um has been photographed several times during social unrest and protests in New York City and one of her images has become kind of like a poster of yeah. what's going on in this country and what and so it's if you look up Elsa and google her you'll you'll find a lot of these pictures yes a friend of mine calls me protest porn (laughs) (laughs) i mean the thing is i don't be trying to it's just the cameras get me right you know like um i know i have a lot of other friends who like that they're just dynamic looking people Mm -hmm. so the cameras gravitate and then when the cameras gravitate the police gravitate so it's like you know people be like don't go get an arrest i'm like i'm not trying you know so what so tell me about it i've never been arrested and there's been times where I have wanted to go and protest, but then I, and this is selfish, but like, but I got shit to do tomorrow, Yeah, which is a real, I mean, that's, that's real. That's real. Like I got, I got to go do so. I got to work real. or something. I mean, tomorrow. I don't resistant shame people. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just some people like, if you're not out in the streets, right. And like, I had to, gra- I had, like, I had to graduate past that. That's like woke level one. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I had to graduate past that. The streets it's not for everybody, right? No. Like what I do, even even just being at a protest is different than the level of what I do, right? Yes. There's being at the protest and then it's like and ag- well, okay, agitating. So, okay, so whatever. there's being at the protest. All right, there's standing at there's standing across the street watching the protest with your phone out. Right. There's being in the protest. Right. There's being in the protest with um, posters and mm. noise equipment, and then there's Elsa who is like on top of a car yelling and leading the chant. Uh, and getting people mobilized now come on now you know that's what you do yeah well yes and, and maybe not so much on top of a car now but... on a on a on a, a box or a Something, step or yeah. stair um I'm a, I'm a vocal part of the movement as they as they would say so tell me what what was your first arrest experience like um my first arrest experience was kind of one of my first protests actually mm-hmm. um this wound up. This arrest wound up being all over the news, and um, uh, by the time I was getting out of jail, I was 
you know, my phone had blown up. I'm like, I'm seeing you on on this website. I'm seeing you on Google mm-hmm. News. I'm seeing you on Yahoo what were News. You prote- what were you protesting? This was right after the Eric Garner and Mike Brown non-indictments. Mm-hmm. And when the city sort of, what, what we call the, the wave. Yes. There was a giant wave of protests night after night, day after day mm-hmm. for, a very, for a couple of months or whatever. So I was one of the first in this, like, wave or whatever. And um, it was... Um, it was like I think the night after the Mike Brown non-indictment, not that night, but the night after, city was there was protests all over the city, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and we were in Times Square. We had come from Union Union Square and we were in Times Square, and they were just like form a chain and cross your street and sit down. And I was just like, word, I'm about that. Like, yeah, I'm angry. Like, sat down and just refused to get up, pretty much, and got arrested. And there's I got those pictures on my Facebook. I was in the Google News, Yahoo News, New York One. My dad's calling me in the morning. Did you get arrested last night? I'm like, yeah, how do you know? He's like, I'm watching you on New York One. You know, yeah. like, so that that was pretty big. There was like, for a little while, there was like a little like the Times Square 10, but that was stupid. Yeah. Um, that was my first arrest. And one of the things that people told me right away was like, your first arrest does one of two things. It's designed to, to scare you and send you back home mm-hmm. or it's designed to activate you like oh this is it's like once you fall off the bike you like i'm no longer scared of falling off the bike right. yeah exactly i mean i just had to go to court yesterday i was just in court yesterday morning um for being arrested the day after the election mm-hmm. so i mean what do they what are they char- what are they trying to charge you with disorderly conduct that's their catch-all yeah it's just a catch-all mm. uh, any anybody could be disorderly for whatever and, it dis- of and that goes on your record and it's a violation it's Got not it. a it's not it's like a ticket right but but they use it to scare you it's a ticket like i'm gonna get community service mm. you know i had to spend some time you know i spent like you know a couple hours in jail yeah it's a ticket and you would do community service anyway so what's the big yeah but see like the, the thing i think i hate the most about community service is like they send you out there to like sweep trash or oh pick up trash. Okay, okay that's okay. not community service right like i'd rather like if we're gonna have to first off it's sad that community service is punitive mm-hmm. in our society but secondly it's like i'd like to be at like a soup kitchen yeah you know face <laughs> like, to face talking to people making right, an impact you yeah know, not picking up like i do turks. i teach a cop watch workshop to me that's a community service you know the police and the court would not let you do cop watch seminars as well, a part I could of just say I'm going to a high school. I mean, I'm doing I'm doing it at a high school next week. I just say I'm going to a high school to talk to the youth. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they were like, "Hell no, follow her." Yeah, but um, yeah, I was just in Rhode Island. I I, I went to Rhode Island School of Design to teach this cop watch. Uh, workshop mm. and they had one of the security guards Uh-oh. from the school he just wandered in i'm like who's this plant yeah like y'all out here watching me let me tell you something i was out of college and this school first of all you would be interested it's really interesting to see what colleges are passing off as like majors oh these yeah. Days. yeah and so there was a law enforcement major at this school that would teach kids but like first of all why would you be paying to go to college to learn about law enforcement to be a cop and you know the kids that were enrolled in this were people who should never be cops. Yeah. But the only other thing is, like, the NYPD, for one, um, they don't like to hire people with college degrees, right? Yeah. So it, it was associates. I don't know if they moved it up. It used moved, to be yeah. just need associates. They don't like to hire people like that because it's like now you've learned to think for yourself. Yeah. And, and you get paid what is it like starting salary like 40 or something like that yeah something ridiculous to go out in new york city the most populated city oh. in the country what you what you want nothing and you don't like the police either no don't like the dog <laughs> don't like the cops neither winnie is a uh, half-ass barking she's real lazy with it yeah yeah the, I, i'm teaching the cop watch workshop next week at a high school i teach it for kids sometimes mm-hmm. um it's just like how to safely observe and record the police got it and what to do how to film how to film the police it's everyone's first amendment right to do so and so how do students take this information when you teach it to them they i mean high school kids middle school kids like i also teach a um like i I teach a gold comedy school for girls it's a little Mm -hmm. school I, i i teach 
Um, and these kids are smart and they're politically engaged. Like they don't know and understand everything, but they they know and understand everything. They know what's right and wrong. Right. Yeah. So um, at least as far as the cop watch training goes, like the kids want it. They want to know and mm-hmm. they, they want the information. They want to know how to protect themselves, how to protect each other. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's the main bit of what the cop watch is, is how to, it's really keeping an eye out in your neighborhood and keeping an eye out for each other mm-hmm. and, you know, what a what a rights violation looks like. Yeah. You know, so the, the kids want the education. They're happy for it, you know, and they're smart and they're sharp. So, yeah, it's um, that's, I, I really I think- like doing it for the teens. I, you know what? I was trying to figure out like how to make change in this society, and someone was like, "You well, you gotta just skip anybody that's over twenty one. Like if they're over twenty one, it's a wrap. They're lost. Oh. If they're not, no, if that's... they're not on their path already, then they're not." This is what someone told me, and I was like, "I don't think that's right." She was like, "Well, definitely, if they over thirty, they're not gonna just all of a sudden go out in the street and start like tearing no, shit up. No, that's trash. Yeah, no, that's that's trash ideology." Well, because it's, we see so many people of all different walks of life taken to the streets now and protesting yeah. what's going on. Um, really, what it is is, it, I mean, people have to. It, it's unfortunate, but it's just the way human nature works. Is people have to feel in danger. Mm-hmm. They have to feel in danger. They have to feel like you're about to lose something. Which, in a time like this, um, every stripe, every walk of life is you know at danger of yeah. losing something either big or small it's just a are you willing to recognize it mm-hmm. right because you have a lot of these trump voters who don't you know realize that they've put themselves yes in the crosshairs in danger yeah you know so a are you ready to realize it and b what's it worth to you you know yeah what do you what is your your freedom worth to you today mm-hmm. you know like this is what like bugs my mind when we have like there are actual factual Nazis right now emboldened to walk ab- about our streets and to speak their rhetoric yeah. and to meet and while these people are emboldened to be walking about freely there is also another strain of conversation is it okay to punch these people yes right and I'm like that just whoa super blows my mind because it's like they're not meeting to like pass recipes to each other. Yeah. You know, this is not like an idle ideology. Mm-hmm. Like they actively want extermination and, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, repression and suppression of people. So what, if you are really like him and hawing over punching somebody to c- continue to be free, to continue to be alive, well, then you don't super deserve your freedom anyway, mm-hmm. right? If like punching is where you him and haw, yeah. right? So it's like, w- what is it worth to you? Yeah. What do you, I mean, and maybe you're not the get out in the street person. That's fine, right? For all sorts of reasons, people just cannot, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, the, the Women's Day strike or whatever, right? Yeah. All, for all sorts of reasons, people cannot engage in all sorts of activities. But that does not mean that you don't resist, right? Yeah. Like, where do you spend your dollar? That's really important. You know, if you can't get out in the streets, well, then what are you doing with your money every day? Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 books and, and entertainment are you digesting? What are you, How are you edifying yourself in order to turn that back out to somebody else? So uh, that's that's what I say. It's like work inside your sphere of influence. So what what got you to this point in your life where you are so vocal and you are activist and you are fearless in a sense coming from a military family? Yeah, right. Um I don't know. I guess I was always um Are you only child? I am. Oh, okay. Does that explain it? I don't know. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I mean, I, I don't just know. said oh, okay cuz I feel like I feel like only children um it depends on your environment like if you were around a bunch of other kids or if you, I mean, I feel like yeah. I feel like most only children are very independent thinkers because they're alone a lot and I I mean, I was always I guess um I was always different from mm-hmm. other. I was, I was either in like in, in advanced classes. They skipped me up a grade. They put me in a magnet school or whatever. So I was always a lot more, um, like you know, uh, 
I was reading well well before yeah. I should have been reading, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was always strange. And then I was uh, also a, uh, a black queer teen in the South, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have those words for it. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't have the... Did the, you have a coming out moment? Okay, the weirdest thing about my coming out is that everyone knew before I told everyone. So it was very <laughs> anticlimactic. When I finally got comfortable with using the... Because I always knew, like, I knew that I liked girls in a way that i, I shouldn't mm-hmm. is what i thought it was yeah. you know i was like oh no this is i didn't know uh, the word gay or lesbian until i was like 10 or 11 mm. and then someone told me what it was and i was like oh i think that's yeah i think that's right and then i'm like oh but this is also what people are making fun of like mm-hmm. i i learned it because people were making fun of got me it, got it got it and then when i found out like oh that's what that means i'm like why were all the kids kept calling me that mm. and then i'm like oh okay well, actually, they're not wrong, um, and this is bad. So how so, old were you when you came out to your family? I didn't get to come out. Like, I, <laughs> They stole it from you? They stole your moment? I um, All my friends already knew, so when I started getting comfortable, like I told my friends first. Yeah. You know, they were all like, yeah, me, thanks, we knew. Yeah. Like, thanks for do getting Do you think people that. should do that, though? Like, I feel like... When I hear an anticlimactic coming out story like yours, I feel like if I was your friend and you told me, I should fake it. Like, oh my, really? I don't know. I would have known people were, I don't know. I just, I don't know what I was expecting. I was glad nobody made a big deal about it. You know, I didn't, I didn't lose any friends or anything. Like, that was fine. But my mom, on the other hand, she was, she would ask me Mm. growing up, you know, and I'm like, no. No, no, I don't know what you're talking. I'm like Elsa, are you gay? Elsa, that was kind of gay. Are you gay? Do you like that girl? I'd be like, no, no. But um, one day, uh, she was doing laundry and she had my jacket, and some girl had in in, in high school had wrote me a little love note or mm. whatever, and you know that she liked me and all this other stuff, and I had it in my jacket pocket and I was carrying it around me for like a couple of days because you know He's like feeling good yeah exactly so <laughs> I, had, I actually had it in my pocket for a couple of days even so when my mom did the laundry she called me downstairs and she had the letter in her hand I was like oh no and she's like so is there anything you want to tell me about this letter and I'm like no like I thought she was kind of mad because like the girl had said like ever so slightly sexual stuff mm-hmm. as sexual as you can be yeah. I guess at like 15 mm-hmm um well shit today that's well today whole, yeah they shoot actually, porn films at yeah. 15 and putting on instagram well we was we had instagram but yeah. uh anyway. we had party lines yeah it was <laughs> it was still along those same lines yeah. but not not on the gram but i was like no i don't want to tell you nothing about the letter and so she was like but who's courtney though and I tried to lie until it was a, like a dude oh, named Courtney. Yeah, well that right? yeah that could work. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I tried to tell it was like a dude named Courtney. She's like, well, Courtney uh, has really pretty handwriting for a guy, <laughs> and he dots his eyes with hearts. And I just I felt busted, so I just was like, okay, so Courtney is a girl, and it is what what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And then she grounded me. What? She sent me to my room. I was. She grounded me for a week. Like somehow I was gonna go to my oh, room and what? come back out and be like, you know what, you're right. I was just what premise I learned my was lesson. when she grounded you? Did she say why, or you just was like, she was, maybe she, she just didn't know how she to. She was disgusted. She mm. didn't want to. Didn't she didn't want to see me? Oh, okay. So and coming I, out to my dad was a lot easier though. I actually came out to my dad like a year before I came out to my mom. Oh, because I was I was up here in New York. Uh, he didn't brag and tell your mom like, ah, she told me first. No, I made him promise not to say anything. Oh, okay. And it's cool because they don't, they, they have a weird ass relationship with each other. That would be something he would brag about. He probably told her, he probably bragged about it after I told her. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, she told me first, you know. But I told him I was up here. This is before, like, before everyone and their mom had a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So I just had like an index card with all these girls' phone numbers on it. Oh my God, that is so <laughs> old school. <laughs> And Wait a minute. So if I was flirting with you and I met you and you gonna pull out an index card, and no, I'm not gonna pull number? it out in front of you. <laughs> I'm like, you gonna write it down on the piece of paper. You gonna write it down uh-huh. on, and I'll transfer it to the index card oh in my, my wallet gosh. later. Was it all ratted, tatted, and folded into eighths? It was yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was like 14. Oh, you were macking it. You had a whole index index card. Something like it. Mm-hmm. They, we was all whack, but I had I had phone numbers. <laughs> 
I was whack. The girls on the phone was probably whack. The yeah. girls on the car was whack. But I had phone numbers. Yeah. And so I was up here and my, I called the one guy friend that I had. He was just a, no, it was just like just like a dude friend. Yeah. Whatever. And he was just like, ask your boyfriend, your boyfriend. So he took the card. He snatched the card up from me or something. Right. Yeah. And he was like, oh, ain't no boys on this card. And I was like, Lisa, yeah, Kim, Michelle, Renee, <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, Sasha. Right, well, there ain't no boys on this car. And I was like, yeah. So like the next day, right? Like I just work up the nerve to t- tell him because I was like, I'm probably not going to see him again until like next summer. Yeah. So let me try to tell him now. I was like, so you know how there was like no boys on that card? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, that's good, I guess. Right? I was like, yeah, because I don't like boys. He was like, good. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not getting it. <laughs> I don't like them enough to like call them at all. Yeah. I wouldn't call them I'm calling all these girls. And he was like, You uh you one of them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I guess this that's it. he's like, Well, that's no excuse for your bad grades. Are and you? Was really <sighs> Wow. Well, you don't have nothing to say. You just be pushing out of the air. Talk it's, about your grades. It's summertime. It's like it's no well, cause my mom and si- your dad gonna straighten you out for your grades and so i was gonna come back next year please after the summer and get better grades you wasn't studying nothing but girls that summer oh summers in new york was always lit though (laughs) because my my country accent was a lot thicker Mm. growing up so i was like as long as you don't have a new york accent yeah that's true as long as you don't have a new york accent so i would even turn up the twang for no damn reason mm. just and they'd be like oh my god look she's so country she's so nice she's so sweet look yep, at her. yep 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 <laughs> my dad had got me a chirp phone when the chirp phones was. yeah so like because nobody back in virginia chirp Mm-mm. but up here everybody chirp so i had a chirp phone just for new york yeah chirp phones were like walkie talkie slash beeper slash phones that everybody had and they were like yellow it was like you some crazy that's it when was Boost Mobile first yep. started. Boost, Boost Mobile, Mobile was a chirp phone. Chirp phone. Oh, Where gosh, you at? That shit was so annoying. Because <laughs> someone could just start talking, right? Like so your inappropriate. Phone e- your phone didn't even ring. You're just like, and now I'm talking to you. Just like, come on, yo, don't just start talking while I'm in front of everybody. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, summers in New York. Oh my gosh. So then you would go back to Virginia and live in the closet for another year. And so yeah. once you came out of, once you got off of punishment for a week, what, did you feel comfortable like talking about it with your mom? Did you have another follow-up? Did you bring a girl over to the house? Oh, uh, girls to the house wasn't for like another like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, in fact, just regular casual friends that I had like now. Oh. She looking at them a little different. <laughs> like, y'all put a little space in between. Keep that door yeah. open in there. Any, any, any sleepovers that I was having? Nope. No more platonic sleepovers nothing wow so i mean it, it just we just stopped talking about it we never talked about it anymore she didn't ask that question in jest anymore she we just we didn't talk about it for a long time but so to this day no we cool now no i mean we're not cool now <laughs> because i ain't talked to her since last year but but she's come to terms like she met you she's gonna have to team. she's met she's met girlfriends i've had pretty much since since I was 18, like, once we realized, like, I guess she, when she got out of this ain't a phase thing, yeah. I mean, it's never anything she's ever approved of, mm. but, like, I don't also need her approval, neither. It's just, like, See, this is how I'm living. Yeah, I don't understand the phase thing. Like, as a parent, would you be more comfortable with your child being like, Mom, I'm gay, than being like, you know, my daughter was eating pussy for seven years, <laughs> and all of a sudden she loved dick now. I mean, my child's just a hoe. I'm just happy. And she was just a hoe. Like, how did how does that sound better in conversation? I don't know. I just, I think the face. She sometimes I feel like my mom feels like it's some sort of personal failing, whereas mm. she doesn't see like her alcoholism oh. as a failing. Okay, but that's who I choose to sleep with. She she didn't make me girly enough. You know. But she was in the military. But but that has nothing to do with it. Like I was just telling my girlfriend this morning that I remember even or when I came out to my dad, my my dad even saying something like we we I knew this. Like yeah. my mom my mom has stories she like she unironically tells me stories about how like she would take me to the toy store and I'd be want to be in the Tonka trucks. Mm. I'm like, how is that not 
yeah a tip off for you yeah. you know like they got she say she there's some old argument that they had with my grandma that my grandma was like get her out of the church clothes as soon as they as soon as we out of church because like i didn't want to yeah wear the dress and my mom wanted me to be in the dress all day or something so grandma was looking out i mean i guess yeah i don't know i that's one thing i do always wonder about me and my grandmother had a very close relationship growing up and i do wonder how she would how how she would feel about me now that i'm mm-hmm. out she probably would love you regardless she would because I, also and, and i know she would and also because a grandparent doesn't like the guilt that your mom feels yeah a grandparent don't have the gut. Yeah. she's like that was my you ain't my child you my child but you ain't my child yeah I mean, so i don't i didn't put no imprint on you I either think, way they my parents try to throw that what would your grandma think i'm like i think my grandma would love me i think y'all are being assholes and also my grandma's dead so we can't play that game like (laughs) so what stage did you get into comedy um in virginia i was still in virginia Mm -hmm. uh did you go to college no i mean unless we count like the one year i kind of went to itt tech (laughs) (laughs) what were you going to itt tech for i can't even really tell you Mm -mm. i went i got a loan but Damn. I ain't paying. They got you on a loan. They got they got me hooked up. Um, I think I don't know. It's multimedia, something, another. I don't even know what I went to college for. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of went for like kind of a year, kind of. And then after that, you moved to New York. Or you started doing comedy and no, first? I didn't start doing comedy until I was like twenty five, mm-hmm. twenty four, twenty five. Um, I was about to kill myself. It's like super short story i was just really really depressed yeah i had two bad breakups back to back and i was in trouble with the law and just super depressed i was just drinking 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 all the time mm-hmm. like real crazy like super high risk behaviors yeah and stuff right and this and is in virginia this is in virginia yeah. and i was like on probation and like my probation officer full of bullshit all the time. I really could not stand that lady. But, like, one day she did sort of, like, drop a gym on me. It yeah. was like, there's got to be something you want to do with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of had, like, a little journal where I was just, like, writing, like, when I felt sad, when I felt angry, things that I thought was funny. Yeah. Not realizing, like, oh, I'm kind of writing jokes, right? Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to do stand-up comedy. Like, I kind of was, like, I did. I was in public speaking in high school. And I think I'm funny, mm-hmm. right? Like, I got put out of high school a lot for being an asshole. I could do this, right? Yeah. She was like, okay, that's your homework. She was like, have clean piss for me next week and tell me about the open mic, right? And I was just like, yeah, sure, nah. Like, I'm not actually going to do it. And, like, a couple of months, like, a month went by, and I didn't actually do it. And then I was about to kill myself one night. Like, I really was. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, why not go do that open mic thing first? Are you serious? That is so incredible. I mean, it's a longer story than that, but essentially yeah, it was but just. Yeah, like, that was, those are your two options. Like, yeah. You know, before I go, let me just let try Let me just this try this thing. open mic thing. I had a friend of mine take me. I was like, make sure I pick me up tomorrow. Because if I don't do this, if, if somebody don't come with me, I ain't going to do it. And if I don't do it, then I'm, I'm not going to be well. Right? I yeah. was like, take me to this open mic. So she took me, and it was basically mainly a poetry spot. Mm. And this spot like is called the venue 135th and if you anybody in virginia in the open mic comedy scene down there know about the venue the place is transformative yeah just the building just the people and the place and the time that i entered is transformative but i went and i pretty much just stood up there and just read out the notebook and people laughed mm. and i was just like oh well, i'll do this again next week wow but if y'all don't laugh next week uh-uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean no but really though i kind of just live my life week to week for a little while and then some of the other comedians that was there was like hey the funny bone does this like amateur competition you should try to do this amateur competition mm. and then i started trying to do this amateur competition it was like the second or third one i did i finally won wow. and i was just like oh this is good and then i got good real fast mm. like real fast there was there was a little bit of jealousy and yeah comedy beef because you know you was climbing up the ladder and all that stuff yeah and doing it along but the thing is people don't realize that that if you have it you have it yeah and also your life experiences contribute immensely to your stand-up right and so if you're not really living a life you haven't had no challenges if you're not if you haven't come to terms on how to express yourself you up there just talking about nonsense you're right. up there talking about fruit loops and dinosaurs which could be funny, but also like, what else? Yeah. What else? 
Yeah. Which, which is kind of what I try to do with my comedy, right? Like you might get some Fruit Loops and Dinosaurs. In fact, that's my um my bio. Like I got <laughs> I got my Fruit Loops and Dinosaurs. Um no um no I got my bio down to like two nice little sentences, and it's like Elsa's comedy is a mix of critical but lighthearted jabs at race and homosexuality, but usually she just talks about weed and herself. Yeah, I think those are all intertwined. Boom, there yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So that's that's my bio, right? But I got super big like really fast in Virginia real quick. And I just had a unique opportunity, which really was like, my life was kind of falling apart. Mm. Right. Like, like I found a thing that was working. Comedy was working out really well, but all the things that was making me depressed were like still falling apart. Yeah. But I just put all that energy into like mm-hmm. comedy or whatever, but my life still sort of fell apart in Virginia. And so it's just like, I, I can stay here and struggle and be ready to die every other day. Mm. Or I could just like go to New York. I have nothing else here holding me. <sighs> right. Like I was, I had lost my good job and took the same exact job at the mall, but for like way less. Yeah. Like, no girlfriends anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, all the girls I was talking to, like, I broke up with one because she was stealing, like, crazy amounts of money from me. Damn. Stealing. Right from underneath. Stealing from underneath my face and spending it on me. Like, <laughs> stealing my money and then Wait, treating us. Like, like, like if you went to a, got in the shower, she would go through your stuff and take your money? No, the bitch was in my bank account. Damn, how'd she get in your bank account? And that's the thing, because I, 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 I let her, but it was, like, in a different... She was lying to me and telling me she was going to work, mm-hmm. and that's where the money was coming from, but not. But it was actually coming from one of my other accounts. So she had your debit card, or she just would go and take withdrawals? She had my debit card. How did she? Why did you give her your debit? Because we was together for like two and a half years. No. I know. Lesson learned the hard okay. way. No, it's cool. Shit happens. I fucked up real bad, but I ain't let it keep happening. As soon as I realized what was going on, I was like, "Oh, you gotta go." Yeah. So, but I was like, "Ooh, super betrayed." So that happened, and then like started seeing somebody else and being the alcoholic I was at the time yeah. messed that relationship up. She broke up with me. And so it was two bad things that crushed me. And so exactly. I had no girl. I had no girlfriend. Like I, I barely got any more money anymore. Yeah. Cause I drank it all the way. I'm still like, I just resolved all my problems with, with the law. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I was on probation for a mm-hmm. long ass time again. So I'm like, there's nothing really. What here. were you doing? What, what, what were you doing that you were on probation real quick? What were you doing? Oh, I was, I got caught selling weed. That's it? Oh, but it's Virginia. okay. And it's down south. And we had like a little, like, I don't want to call it like an operation, but that's what the cops are calling it. But yeah, if they, you got friends and your friends got weed and y'all all got weed, and next thing you know, y'all Tony Montana, according exactly. To, I mean, <laughs> and like I lived across the street from the biggest strip club in the. Oh come on, that's easy money, right? So the girls, we had a portable pole up in the house, and so the girls would come across. Like we, I had like a little weird like halfway stripper house or whatever. Oh, okay. Like I, I knew a lot of them from high school. You know, so <laughs> everybody went to high school. Yeah, we all we all went to high school <laughs> together. So the girls would come over. So we had parties at our house and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then and then one of the parties got kicked in by the cops. And now I'm running a whole operation. Even you know, Damn, that's fucked up. I'm just I'm just selling a little bit of weed. But but then I just came to New York. So did you know anybody here? You just my, my family. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, so you stayed but, with them for a little bit and all that super brief the six months i stayed with my dad were probably the worst i stayed in the studio apartment dick to ass with my father <laughs> it was the worst thing i immediately missed doors like i never thought i would miss doors Privacy. like yo it's like you can't go nowhere when you mad at a nigga in a studio mm-hmm. apartment but you that just, motivated you as hell to get oh the fuck up i out gotta of get out of it like i found a girlfriend real fast i'm like just let me stay with you please like i got a job like <laughs> found a girlfriend quick i was like okay cupid is this what we do up here okay okay cupid gotta <laughs> gotta find somebody gotta get the fuck up out of here found a job got out quick and honestly i think a lot of a lot of some of my issues is some of it not a lot i'll say i think there's like an undercurrent of me and my dad to where he might he might even be jealous mm. of me did he want to go into the arts of any sort I don't know, but it's. I think the fact that I don't, I didn't need him as much as he thought I was going to need oh. him when I got here. Oh, also because it probably would be his time to like thumb his nose at your mom, like you had her, you fucked up. Now she's here, and I'm gonna do what mm-hmm. she needed done. Mm, that could be it. Oh yeah, this is. 
they're so petty. Both of them is so petty, which is <laughs> just part of why, like, I don't even want to talk, you know? Yeah. Like, but then also going back to the original post is like, stop feeding them information. Like, why does my dad know where my show is? Yeah. You know, like I'm not speaking to him. And I know that they probably think like, cause my mom was trying to say it when she was trying to tell me to stop protesting, like who's talking to you? You know, mm. like someone else is influencing me. Like I'm to not, go out there and protest. Right. So yeah. I know they probably feel like either my girlfriend or somebody or something or New York City. As New York City yeah. you know, is influencing me. Like I'm too good to speak to them now. Or mm. I don't need them or whatever. Vice just me, you know, being my own adult and just I don't feel like talking to y'all and I can yeah. make that decision. We're all adults and if if you say I'm bringing you guys so much stress and I'm you guys are bringing me so much why do we just keep why do we do this? Cuz we share yeah. DNA. It's hard it's hard for parents to learn how to have to to transition from a child parent relationship to an adult adult relationship. Yeah. And I get it. I mean I like I've never been in a like I've never been a parent, you know, yeah. like and that's the other thing. It's like it's hard to even tell people that you don't speak to your parents because they'd be like, "Why? That's your mom." No, I'm like, and like that's uh, a tree, and that's a wall. It's hard. Yeah. To t- it's hard to tell black people that. Oh, yeah. It's hard to tell black people that. Oh yeah, white people stay not talking to their parents. Right. Wh- over nothing. White. Yeah. Over. Over. Over stupid shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you like, didn't. I'm mad at her. She didn't let me use her credit card. Exactly. Mm. Over dumb shit. Yeah. I'm like. But white people understand where I'm coming from, even yes. if it ain't, you know, even if they do understand on a not a dumb shit level or yeah. whatever. But I can break down to you, you know, to sometimes the other black folk, like the exact reasons why mm-hmm. these people are physically, mentally, you know, like my dad tried to throw me out a window when? since I've been just like a year, a couple of years ago when I like after the, you moved out of the studio since I moved. No, no. When this is when I was in the studio with him. Since I moved here, he tried well, to living in the studio will make you want to throw somebody out the window. But still, yeah, I mean, I get it. But that's also not outside of his character, whether we was in the studio or not. Got it, got it. Him got it. trying to throw me outside of a window mm. over what? Honestly, if I remember it correctly, I think it was over the television. The uh, studios will drive you crazy. I'm <laughs> like for real. <laughs> But it's not the first, second, third, fourth time yeah, he's, he's put his extra. hands on me as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know? extra. That's right. I'm like, and also, if you a 60-some-year-old man, like, I could knock you out. Like, chill out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not trying to hit you because you're my dad. But, like, chill out. Yeah. You're frail. Do you think that he's extra aggressive with you because you're a queer woman? I think um, I think that uh, it, it, it bothers him less. Mm-hmm. I know from what my mother tells me and from how I've seen him behave with the millions of girlfriends he's had. Yeah. I know he hits women. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he's quicker to jump to it to me. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, I even remember him saying one time, like after he hadn't seen me in a, in a while and I had like cut my hair or whatever, he was like, Oh, you're like the son I never had. I'm like, no, I'm still your daughter. Yeah. Let's not play that game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look a little different, but I'm still a girl. Yeah. I'm still a woman. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Um, or like he tries to relate to me on like a guy level or whatever. Like I've had to tell him, can you not catcall people when we together? Like he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look at them tits over there. I'm he's like, like, uh, yeah. can you not like, he was like, what? Come on. Why you don't like, I'm like, no, I mean, I see her like, <laughs> yeah, like I see it. I like it. It's cool. We don't need to make a spectacle of everything. Like <sighs> that's intense. Right. But you know, he's like, ah, I forget you all sensitive. I'm like, no, I just don't want to. First, I don't want to be embarrassed by my dad. Right. First of all, second of all, we don't need that sort of attention. We just don't. Yeah. Can we talk about how you were banned from Facebook? From Facebook for an entire month. For an entire. Do they month. email you and be like, "Hey, you off the you off the book"? They lock month. your shit. So do they? T- Winnie, relax. I understand you don't. She's have upset. She's upset about she's Facebook too. Upset. Facebook is fascist. Fascist book. Um. So they'll they'll remove the thing they'll give you a notification that they remove the thing do they tell you exactly what it is they tell you exactly what it is uh, yeah they show you what it is and then you they sign you out of the account and then you can't you can log in and that's the worst tease is you can look at facebook you cannot like comment share you cannot answer any messages but they don't even tell nobody that you block. So people be like, you ignoring me or people be like, is Elsa okay? You know? Yeah. And I think it was, was it your girlfriend that got on was like, Hey, everybody else's alive. She's just banned from yeah. Facebook. I had to ha- make her do that like three, four times. Cause people all in my inbox, like, are you okay? Are you all right? Wow. I haven't heard from you. That's like, like um, have you watched black mirror? 
No, but everyone keeps telling me to. You should watch Black Mirror. Everyone, ke- that's the, you the exact have to conversation. See it. You have to see it. Have it's you very- seen the thing? You should see the thing. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I hate when people are like you. I don't watch most of the shows that people like jerk off to. I don't. I never saw Mad Men, Game of Thrones, no, Breaking no. Bad. I never saw the. Wire. I saw Breaking Bad way late. Yeah, and it, you know what? It's okay. The last two seasons, man. Yeah, so I stumbled. See, I like shows that I like shows that I stumble across because mm-hmm. I feel like I discovered it, and I, and I'm not being influenced by everybody right. else. So I came across Black Mirror, and they, so they do this thing in Black Mirror where if they can they can block you as a person so everybody will see you, your form mm-hmm. but they can't see you you're literally like grayed out oh and they can't hear I, you i wish facebook would do something like that <laughs> to let people know you you've been blocked because yeah. it was a whole month of people like you all right or like people asking me to come do their show i can't even oh, respond back to you, you that's know? the only reason why i still have facebook it's because of comedy i would have gotten rid of it so uh, long i want ago. to i want i want to i wanted to blow it up before i got banned anyway mm-hmm. because there was there was the uh rape gate at the end of the year so if you okay so the comedy community for some reason has had multiple issues with alleged rapes rapes sexual assault date rapes etc 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 and i'm not trying to diminish it because this happens in every form of life every Every workplace every circle but in comedy specifically it has been the case where a woman who has been the victim of or the alleged victim of playing both sides being mainstream being fair um <laughs> will make a public um facebook call out p- post about their attacker which then gets everybody weighing in about it right and so you know so imagine facebook being the judge jury persecutor executioner yeah. legal defense you know it's it's a I lot mean, and because um because we are all public figures yeah. in way, some way, shape, or form, it it becomes much more of a spectacle than had it happened. You know, than had that exact same situation happened with non comedians. Yeah, you know. And so Elsa was, uh, by association, what connected uh, to a situation? Close friends and business partners yeah. with uh, with the accused. Uh, and so suddenly now this person has told me everything they have ever done in their entire life and I know all the inside information and so my Facebook was Wait, flooded was that that no, was the assumption that or? was the assumption my Facebook was yeah. flooded with like first off it was just like are you okay you know <laughs> and first off if there's a million people asking you if you're okay you're no okay. I'm not okay yeah like no like my best friend might be a rapist right yeah. now and even if he is or if he isn't where I work at you know like the club is yeah. blown up now yeah. all the work that I've done is blown up now within like five minutes yeah. there's you know I, 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 no I'm not good you yeah. know and so I had basically November and December sent me into a, a real breakdown because it was yeah. the election and then that happened and then, and then this in, in December and so I was already through it because then after is are you okay then it's immediately you know some way shape or form what did you know yeah you know and I'm like I don't know anything but what you guys know. Yeah. Why would you think I would know anything? Like you just go on, like like Elsa, the woman who's out there protesting for people's rights and freedoms is going to associate knowingly with the person who is attacking women. And But, but like, do you, would y'all think any way that I would be his like secret box? You know, like, yeah, I like think this, he would be the last person. Now. Like if this nigga comes to me and tells me his <laughs> secrets and you know. But like, what, yeah, what man, what man rapes a woman and tells his best friend female friend yo i just raped another woman you know i'm like i know what y'all know i'm like this is like what do you mean and and secondly supposing i did have any inside information why would i tell you random facebook friend yeah like supposing i do know that's like when people die like when somebody was like you know r.i.p to my friend misha and then people would be kind of like oh my god how she died why would I tell you how? First of all, who asked that question? Right. Nobody. You should never you should ask, never ask somebody that passed away. That's terrible. Like the the information will come out to you as it comes exactly. out. You don't get to ask that. And I'm like, but still, a 
I don't know anything. B, if I did, why would I tell you? So this like, is all before you got banned. And so then after this, that, you got so, banned. Yeah, this is all before I got banned. I was already ready to throw so Facebook in the trash. what did you write that got you banned? So then I... Um, it's really convoluted how it gets how it got banned. But you know these alt right people have. Um, I have a friend of mine who's been basically undercover for like a year and a half, almost two years now, in these dark places in the web where oh to to get recon or is yeah to like, get recon. Oh okay, so they're not like <laughs> legit that person that no. you didn't know. Okay, no. But um, what they ha- what these alt right trolls have these Nazis have are blockchains, and if someone pings on their on their radar, they have people who maybe let's say it's twenty or thirty people who have twenty or thirty separate Facebook or Twitter accounts mm-hmm. or whatever, and they will now spend the day or several days trying to ban you and block you, mm. you know, from from the web, from whatever. So a call goes media. out, they be like, everybody else awake, get exactly. on it. So I, uh, a friend of mine who's in Japan, sends me a picture of. Um, a sticker that they found in Japan where it's like, it's basically the geometric shapes and it looks like a triangles and And Donald Trump and two clans members Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I shared that on my page and by the time it was all said and done, it had like 16,000 shares all across the web. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was very visually striking. Yeah. Um, like, AP Japan was hitting me up like are you the artist where did you take this picture at I'm like I just shared the picture right but when you start getting those type of numbers and shares you're bound to wind up in one of these alt-right circles Mm -hmm. right so that picture was not what got me banned in the summer I had posted a picture that says uh, deport all white people Mm mm-hmm so they went through and just went through all of my pictures and stuff and found something that they didn't like that you know they think would violate facebook's community rules and they all zeroed in on that and so facebook bans me for something that i posted months and months ago wow so first it was just a one week ban in that one week donald trump comes down with his muslim ban right Mm -hmm. so when i come back from facebook uh i was just like hey uh this is what got me banned from facebook and in light of this new muslim ban i still stand by it (laughs) deport all white people (laughs) in fact i doubled down on this i posted this in the summer it's still applicable apparently right so within about an hour or so that's pulled down and facebook's like yeah okay now a month because first facebook will ban you for a day oh then they'll ban you for three days. Mm-hmm. Then they'll ban you for a week. And then they'll ban you for a month. And now, if I get banned again, it'll be Is like it? three months or something like that. Or they'll just deactivate my page. Wow. So my whole thing now is like, I'm not even super using Facebook. For yeah, real. now you're on like, Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm building my Twitter presence. And that's been going swimmingly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter presence is... is, is doing very well i'm not i'm not hating over there i use block together so the number of nazis i encounter is really Mm. good using block together no i don't what is block together so it's uh, a lot of people don't like using these automated block lists because it's automated and sometimes you know the wrong people get you know blocked or whatever but what this is is this guy actually goes through and my block list uploads to his master block list so everyone who's using this block together Mm -hmm. has a master thing and what he does is he goes through and he'll see it's not just that you posted something or retweeted something from a nazi from the alt-right your page is yeah nazi and alt-right and so he uh, he curates this block list so that you can have people preemptively blocked Mm. Mm. block together block together l-o-c-k together yeah okay it's an app that you. It's it's an app that you uh you could get through um through Twitter. So go on to the guys. It's at Block Together. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna check it out. I haven't uh been engaging with trolls in a while. So and it's funny whenever I do engage with like one or two trolls, one of them will be like, you know what, this was a really good conversation, and I respect you as a comedian. I want to see you perform. <laughs> uh, so occasionally i've had those yeah right every now and then i can identify if you somebody i could talk to most times i'll oh, just yeah, be yeah, like nah mm-hmm. but i've had one guy like apologize and yeah he took it all but i don't like i don't know what you did when you logged off the computer you know what i'm saying you, yeah. you, you might have went and, and and said stupid darky you know five yeah. minutes after our our, uh, mm-hmm. our exchange but um i had posted something before the election 
and was like, if Donald Trump gets elected and all you all you Trump fans think you're going to walk around calling people the N-word and, and putting your hands on yeah. me, like, we're going to fuck you up and shit, yeah. right? And it got shared a bunch, as it does on my Facebook. And somebody, you know, like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, like, you like a million niggas removed, yeah. right? Like, I'm not sure how the fuck you even got on my page. But instead of commenting on whoever shared it, he follows it all the way back oh, wow. to me. And was like, if any if any black people come to me with this crazy shit, I'm shooting them or whatever. And I was like, how is that any different than my original post? Yeah. Right? I'm you advocated self-defense and so am I. I'm just saying if you think you come and roll up in my face with the N-word and not catch a you know, not catch a backhand, you fucked up. And yeah. you saying the same thing. If I roll up on you on some crazy shit, I'm catching your gun. I feel like we saying the same thing, sir. Yeah. I was like, what got you so upset? He's like, well, now that you mention it, mm-hmm. he was like, well, cause he was like, I seen all this stuff from the Trump camp and from, and people attacking Mr. Trump. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not people. even, I'm like, I'm not even attacking Mr. Trump. I'm not attacking your politics. I'm not attacking your, your yeah. way. I'm just saying, person get in my face yeah. with the N word. Yeah. Feeling emboldened. You're going to get slapped down. Why did you get upset? <laughs> I'm like, I keep coming back to him. Like we saying the same thing. Why are you so upset? He was like, you know what? I overreacted. I, see, <laughs> my, I, my, I seen this on my son's timeline and I'm a little worried about who he's been hanging out with. Uh-uh. I'm like, oh, so this seems like a conversation you need to be having with your son yeah. offline and not with the person who your son retweeted. Yeah. Take it back. Like, just take it back a couple <laughs> levels. He was like, you know what? I think you're right. I'm going to get off the computer now. Please, thank you. Please get off. Log all the way off. Log, log all the way down. All the way off. Take yes. it off your phone. Yes, Take the app off do. your phone. Well, we've come to this part of the show. Uh-huh. Um, I ended the same way every single episode. Uh, Elsa Waith, please tell us what makes you a social misfit. Oh, I don't know. The things that used to make me make me unique are the things everyone does nowadays, right? Like <laughs> all my waves. The thing that makes me unique now is I'm trying to get boring these days, right? Like <laughs> you settle I'm in, down. I'm in the house. Yeah, you take. Uh, you what makes have- me a social misfit? Um, I don't know. Black Lives Matter. Fuck the police. Abolish the police. Uh, dismantle the system. People who agree with me still don't agree with me. So yeah. I feel like everything you just say, I think more and more people are like, yeah, all little things are actually really true and need to happen. Exactly. Yeah. If I would have said abolish the police like two years ago, people would be like, what the fuck you mean abolish yeah. the police? But no, we don't need the police. Get rid of them all. At all. So what will be our justice system? How, justice how system. How can we police each other if we don't have like, quote unquote, police? We police each other. Yeah. The safest communities in our country don't have more police. They have more resources. Mm-hmm. Okay, people don't commit crimes because crime is fun. People commit crimes to meet a need. Out of desperation. Right. Yeah. So instead of wondering, instead of arresting people for jumping the turnstile for 275, we should try to understand why this person does not have 275. Hashtag swipe it forward. Yes. Uh, hashtag swipe it forward is an amazing um, organization that you are. It's a grassroots to. initiative. Yes. So it's a coalition. Yeah. And so basically, if you have any old Metro cards that you're not using or if you have some money, spare change that maybe yeah. not a full ride on a Metro card, you can donate it to swipe it for and just add to be an everyday activist. As you exit the subway, the MTA and the NYPD has backed us up and said that it is 100 percent legal to swipe somebody in as you exit the subway. So uh, you could be saving someone's life by swiping them in onto the subway. Correct. So uh, hashtag swipe it forward. And I will put all this information in the breakdown of this episode. Also, please let us know where can we follow you? Okay, so I don't answer friend requests on Facebook no more. <laughs> I, I literally have 200 some friend requests. They Probably people who I need to be friends with. I just don't even look at the friend request yeah. box. So find me on Twitter, uh, at Elsa, just Elsa. It's all three words. I didn't realize that was going to be difficult to say. Yeah. At Elsa, just Elsa. Not just Elsa. Yeah, Elsa, just, just Elsa. Elsa. All three words. L-S-A, just E-L-S-A. You got it um and where can we see you do you have any shows or anything um well uh book me for a cop watch training that's the new thing oh, i'm yes. pushing um book me to teach your group uh how to effectively record and you can also do it via skype as well so yes. if you're not in new york city if you're not in new york city you can do it uh, where am i at next week okay next week uh i'm gonna be at the uh i don't even know where the hell this is i don't put names on nothing oh lord it just say show i'm you see, I gotta get my, my my shit together. Oh, um, I host Rainbow Sprinkles at um 
at the Creek in the Cave, Rainbow Sprinkles. It's just a really fun, inclusive comedy show. It's it. the last uh, Tuesday of every month. Last Tuesday of every month at, at the Creek. Creek in the Cave, Long Island City, uh, Rainbow, Rainbow Sprinkles. Sprinkles. Cool. Check her out. Thank you so much for finally making it here to the Kiz Out. Yes. I'm, so, I'm glad we finally did this. Yes. I know. We've been I know. This. I've been busy. I know you've been very busy, and I've also I've also been very careful about how I approach you because I don't want you to feel like I'm being predatory. Yeah. In the sense of people oh, like, I, oh, shit's going on. Let me talk to her. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely a thing that happened in November and December. Yeah. And I'm just like, I know what this is. Don't do this. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a very I'm very aware. I don't understand how people don't realize that it's so transparent, but you know, people yeah. are not that smart. But thank you guys for listening and tune in next time. This has been Social Misfit. I'm Chloe Hilliard. Bye bye.